And we got some significant news out of Ottawa today as federal prosecutors have dropped breach of trust charges against Vice Admiral Mark Norman. Now, the government had alleged that he inappropriately communicated with a Quebec-based shipbuilder, which had been selected by the Tories way back in 2015 to convert a civilian vessel into a supply ship for the Royal Canadian Navy. Prosecution saying that Norman's actions were inappropriate and secretive, but that doesn't mean a crime was committed. Now, speaking for the first time, Mark Norman says that this entire experience has taken its toll and he wants his job back. I'm obviously pleased with the Crown's decision to stay the charges against me. While I'm relieved to be exonerated of any wrongdoing, I am disappointed it has taken this long. The alarming and protracted bias of perceived guilt across the senior levels of government has been quite damaging, and the emotional and financial impacts of this entire ordeal have taken their toll. And as I mentioned, Mr. Norman went on to say that he does indeed want his job back. And this is a case that has both political and legal angles. And uh, let's start with the legalities first and welcome in 640 Toronto legal analyst and criminal defense lawyer Joseph Newberger. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Newberger, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm uh, doing okay, thanks. Uh, first off, uh, in dropping this case, the prosecution, uh, Joseph, said that there was no reasonable chance for conviction. Uh, are we clear on, or do we know uh, what changed here? No. Something quiet happened here. Um, You know, it may be that the information that was leaked did not reach to the level of a criminal uh, conviction. And so they uh, decided to take a very measured approach as to whether they should prosecute him. But this is not, as I've read, an exoneration. There was information that was leaked, which is problematic. Um, but it's not to the level maybe that the uh, director of public prosecutions believe is sufficient for a conviction. And so that may be why they're dropping it. All right. Does this happen often, Joseph, in a criminal case, or is this a bit of a rarity that they decide not to proceed because there's no reasonable chance of conviction? No, frankly, it's really quite prevalent. So uh, Crown prosecutors, whether they're a federal or provincial prosecutor, has to assess the case with respect to whether there's a public interest or a reasonable prospect of conviction. And so this happens very often because they have a semi, what we call judicious position to determine whether it is in that interest. And so it happens often. This case had a lot of political elements, a lot of other stuff to it. So they may have decided for whatever reason that this was not one to prosecute. But, you know, when I read, you know, what I look at here is it does not necessarily mean this is a, uh, you know, a complete vindication. It's worth noting that the prosecution, they, they went out of their way, Joseph, to say that this was an independent decision on their behalf and that this was right. made uh, without any sort of uh, political interference. Obviously, uh, the unspoken reference here is to uh, the Trudeau government and the SNC-Lavalin affair. Right. And, and, and I do believe, and I will say this, that I think that the decision was made independently, not affected by uh, any type of political interference. I, I think this was properly made. And um, there was information provided by uh, the accused defense team, which they took into consideration, and they felt that they could not necessarily prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's a very fair approach because, you know, they have to assess the case. It's a complex case with a lot of facets to it. And if they don't feel that there is a reasonable prospect of conviction, it's not in any of our interest to prosecute a case like this and spend 
thousands and thousands of dollars when we're not going to get to where we need to get to. Yeah, but surely they had to know how explosive these charges when laid uh, would be and that the spotlight uh, would be on the government, would be on Norman, would be on the uh, prosecutors here as well. So are you surprised that it even got uh, this far? You know, um, not necessarily, because at the early stages where there's a reasonable prospect of charging the person, so when they have reasonable grounds to lay a charge, the optics are quite clear. They've done an investigation, but it has not gone through the thorough analysis, because once a defense lawyer is hired, there may be additional information that the prosecution is not privy to. And then in this case, kudos to Ms. Heenan, who opened her brief and disclosed information, which they took into consideration, which is very similar to what I do. So there's a lot of dynamics at play here. But this was this was a serious issue. And frankly, I think there was uh, proper grounds for the laying of the charges initially. All right. Uh, the lead prosecutor, uh, Joseph, said today that uh, the actions were inappropriate, but that does not mean that they were criminal. Uh, can, can you decipher that a little uh, a little bit for us or discuss it a little further? Because I think the layperson would probably sit back and say, well, that's the very definition of a criminal act. A criminal act is inappropriate. No, it's not. And so you, me, and everybody listening to this are not privy to the exact details of the evidence, nor what was disclosed by the defense. So we don't know exactly what information was exchanged between the parties, but something that's inappropriate doesn't mean it's criminal. To be criminal, it really has to be breaching the Criminal Code of Canada or you know some other act, which is a federal act. So there is a very clear distinction. Inappropriate acts should never result in criminal charges. As a result of information provided by the defense in this case and other considerations, they may have, you know, the public prosecution department may have arrived at that decision because of that information. We're in the dark, and and that's why I'm struggling a little bit, and I'm a bit tongue-tied on this, because we're in the dark on certain information that allowed them to come to that decision. That concerns me. I'd like more out there in the public so that we can make the appropriate assessment. That being said, Inappropriate conduct may be an ethical issue, but not a criminal issue. And that's where I want to draw the distinction. Yeah, it's interesting you say we're in the dark, because my next question for you is going to be that uh, justice, the old adage is, uh, of course, operates uh, best in the light, not in the dark, not in the darkness here. So do the Canadian people, uh, do we have a right to know uh, what happened here and what changed? Should there be more transparency? Yeah, absolutely, because this has a political element to it. And when it comes to our our dollars and our interest in how our government operates and those which are bureaucrats within the system that are, you know, awarding contracts or, or advocating for contracts, I'd like to know. Everybody would like to know. So I think there needs to be more disclosure here, in my opinion. And I'm not talking as a lawyer now. I'm talking as a citizen who casts a vote and is concerned about how my tax dollars are spent. So, yes, I absolutely think there should be more transparency as to how this decision was arrived at. Yeah, just finally, uh, Vice Admiral Norman, he says now he's looking to get his job back. He also uh, talked about the toll that this has all taken on his life. Uh, do you think, uh, Joseph, that the government, have they uh, possibly opened themselves up here, or are they on the hook for maybe some uh, compensation? You know, I don't think so. You know, the conclusion still is there's inappropriate conduct, and on a civil standard, I think the government will be quite safe here. Um, and again, sadly enough, we don't know exactly what went on. And I, that's where the transparency has to be more clear. And I want to see what this government going forward, 
much more transparency. We didn't see it with the NC, uh, SNC-Lavalin case. We're now seeing it in other aspects. We need more transparency. Our public has a right to know, and I think we need to know more information to assess whether there would be liability. But if there was inappropriate conduct as they determine, no, I don't see a chance for him on, uh, on some type of civil suit. All right, Mr. Newberger, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, sir. Call me Joseph and have a great show. Take care. <laughs> okay, okay, Joseph. As always, well. Joseph Newberger, 640 uh, legal analyst for us this afternoon.